Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. We said we'd never do it again, but it's a coffee podcast. <laughs> We're back. At a more ungodly hour than before. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's an early start for us, so excuse the husky voices. You can't see how puffy my face is. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because we have, well, I'll speak only for myself. I've got a face for radio. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm okay. I've got my coffee. I can see that you've got something as well. I've got coffee, yeah. Yeah, yeah, not too bad. I'm back in the robe and yeah. I just had to it's turn off the heating. Life, yeah. yeah, so I'm kind of sweating. It's a bit of a sauna. <laughs> but yeah, I'm good. What about you? Yeah, same, same. I've just I've just been uh, dog sitting for the night. Um, oh. And what's his so name? Alfie. Alfie, okay. I look after Alfie quite a fair bit, so like... Whose dog is it though? Well, like pals, just people who live um, down the road from us and just every now and then sort of, if they go out for the day where someone's not super happy with them having a dog or they go like, um, yeah, a little family day out or something like that sometimes, um, just ask for a bit of help. But Alfie is part of the family though. (laughs) I know, I know. It's not like it's not re- really often, but yeah. Um, I mean, they're not leaving him for like weeks on end. So. No, no, no. Um, but I like sleep on the sofa when he's when he stays, so oh. that like he's not scratching at our doors or like trying to come into our rooms, um, which never is a good night's sleep because Ooh, I hear yeah. him. I hear him at like one a.m. just giving himself a bath, <laughs> <laughs> just licking. Um, but yeah, it's. I think it's better than like him causing havoc in more than just our living room. Mm. Oh, shout out to Alfie! Shout out to Alfie! Um, oh, he's he's also a great dog. He's a great dog. Um, but yes, yeah, so I've just been doing that. Really, it is my nephew's birthday party today. <gasps> Hold on, <laughs> he's one. Yeah. Okay. Oh wow! Oh. Yeah. So obviously, it's all not for him at all. It's for us. I was just about to say he's never going to remember this. Um, um, but yeah, so he's, yeah, oh. that should be fun. Yeah. But how about you? How are you? What have you been up to? What have I been doing? Um, oh God, I'm so bad at this question. What have I been doing? Oh, yesterday we went out to go looking for keyboards. It's like. Yeah, I know. Mr. Big's trying to like... As in piano? Yeah, not Ooh. for me. Um, Mr. Big's been on this hunt for a, new, for a keyboard. Um, I didn't know he could play. No, he can't really. He wants to learn. 
really spat my coffee out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he, his hobby is like make music on the computer and stuff. Oh, and he cool. has like yeah, bits yeah. and bobs. And we got the speakers set up in the living room. And he wants to add to the setup. That's basically what with, this is. With some DJ, DJ. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that DJ. For anyone who didn't know, yeah, that was like, our school just had these keyboards where we just spent the entire class pressing the DJ button at the most annoying time <laughs> for our teacher talking. <laughs> and making like, you know, with like every key, like has a different like track yeah or like you sound make, like your own sort of like sound effect song and they're shocking yeah um, i'm sure mr big does much better than that so. oh wow that was a throwback memory <laughs> i know oh yeah so um anyway we went we popped into central well, i say popped in but it's never really a no, <laughs> um and then and then i got bored i started getting really bored to be honest well, and so I went shopping to, for you. Yeah. Are you still on your shopping ban? We haven't touched base on that for oh, a little I while. I bought something. Yeah. Well, like, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. Um, <laughs> let's not discuss Dark this times. In this Dark times. <laughs> it is. We're all just trying to survive, really. Um, Whatever keeps you going. <laughs> yeah. So I did I did go into Liberties and see what was going on there. Nice. going on. And um, Lueve's got these, like, candles. Because you know they're all about, like, craft. Mm. They have lots of crafty stuff. Um, they have candles now, and they smell so nice. Oh, I, I wasn't sure where you were going to take that. I no, they, they smell good. Yeah, I want You'd one, expect but... them to. But are they, like, hella expensive? I couldn't... Fu- well... I couldn't find the price tag on these things. So that's which means, something. yes. <laughs> um, but then I Googled the candles to see how much they were. And they said they were £65, but I didn't know if that was for the small one. That, like the I bet one that's wick for one. Like, yeah, for the like tiny, but also not even like, um, I think it's 190 that's like, I think mm. the base the base sort of like that'll be for probably like the 90 gram one or something like that which is the travel size yeah so um but they have really cute containers that they come in they are like these handmade um clay just looking at the pots really cute different colors and they're all different scents and they've got a big version and this was like Mm. it's like things like that to have in your home is like hashtag aspirational yeah Oh no, they're really yep. nice. Mm. I like the kind of. I feel like what you expect from a luxury candle is to be able to keep the pot afterwards. Yep, for sure. And you either use it for makeup brushes, for pens and pencils, mm. like what, you just, whatever your heart desires. You never burn the candle. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I I've often like been to people's houses though, where like there's one lady in particular, and. She's got like one of those giant like white company candles, and I'm talking mm. like it's got to have more, four than wicks five, in it. more than five wicks. I reckon. What? Like it's it's literally like where'd you put thing. that thing? It's on her mantle, like her fireplace mantle. But you can tell she's not touched it, and that thing will be like two hundred plus pounds. That's I'm, not even that bad when we consider like fancy candles because like diptyque I'm, is well, selling I'm judging like, it by like joe malone or Di- well no the diptyque big candles what 
they're more expensive they're like 500 pounds. maybe but yeah i don't think the white company maybe is there but anyway like mm. that's you've got to touch that thing you know like yeah it, it should have some it. good yeah it mm. just looks like a giant like bucket on her mantle but yeah that's true but each oh. I, but i'm also a big believer and we can all we always can learn a lesson from kim kardashian everyone i mm, might okay. sound like i'm obsessed with the kardashians but i'm not you're not yeah but the most famous, one of the most famous episodes is when she's crying in the sea over her diamond earring. Diamond earring. Mm, and don't classic. get me wrong, I'd be gutted if I lost a diamond earring. Mm. But I'm also a big believer is that you shouldn't own things that you aren't devastated to use. And mm. you've got to take pleasure in your items. Like if you've got to design a handbag, use it. Don't yeah. put it like somewhere that you're going to like touch it with a tissue. Like I just think things are Yeah, that's using. true. You can look after your things, but like... I think people using. probably buy things to like... You know how you get people online who were like, this is my wardrobe or my closet or whatever. Yeah. And then they have all their bags lined up on this half empty shelf to be like, here's, I own a Chanel, yeah. you know? And you're like, where do you use that? Yeah. Um, no, exactly. I feel the same way. Yeah. Yeah. Diamond. I mean, we could have an episode about diamonds only because have you seen on Netflix, there is um, a show called like, bad boy billionaires or something like that it's a new I series i have i ha- i'm i'm not sure how i feel about watching it oh it's great i loved it it was um i love stuff like that and this one was set in india but it's not about the show but i've seen a number of documentaries and like investigative investigative programs to know that diamonds are just not as rare as we make out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make them out to be. And actually, there's like a lot of sort of like drama around how they're mined, the ethics behind yeah. diamonds. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of like questionable ethics around mining in general, yeah. but diamonds is just, it's because their price is just so incredibly inflated that mm. it becomes like, more interesting i suppose for yeah. joe blogs <laughs> anyway fashion story hey fashion story do you want to go first oh i was gonna ask you to go first. oh sure <laughs> um so mine this week is more of a calling to attention for fashion the fashion industry mm. so as we all know like I think it's like the G7 summit happens. I think it happened maybe last year or the year before. Um, and this is where like countries pledge to be more eco-friendly, more sustainable, all of that stuff mm. by X. Um, and I just like the beauty industry mm. is really upping its game at the moment. Like okay. I just feel like there's a real, we've, we're tackling the animal cruelty that's like essential now and kind mm. of like just people won't accept that their products are tested on animals if they especially if they know about it it's obviously sometimes you have to research to know about it but it's mm. getting more transparent these days if you buy high street if you buy whatever like you mm-hmm. have that list of ingredients you have all of like the no harsh chemicals like mm. 100% vegan whatever like all mm. of that stuff and like I think because fashion just doesn't come in this packaging 
we just don't ask the same questions because yeah. it's it's literally doesn't come in a box saying this was made by a seven-year-old like in a factory in Bangladesh who didn't get to eat that day or I don't know yeah um, yeah yeah it doesn't come with a warning label or any sort of like self-governing kind of um stickers or you know list of ingredients or whatever that kind of encourages the brand to be better yeah. and do better yeah and for the consumer to kind of make some like maybe like wiser or more educated or informed decisions because I, th- I saw a picture of um a kid who was like I guess in a factory somewhere making mm-hmm. face masks and it's like all well and good we've all been told to wear a face mask and I've been wearing reusable ones just so I'm not using one use ones only because I knew we were going to be doing this for a while Mm. but like still in hospitals they have to obviously wear um disposable ones Mm -hmm. and it's where do these one pound face masks get made yeah 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 that's actually funny um that you've brought this up because I came across an article on business of fashion and its title is will self-regulation solve fashion's sustainability problem and maybe many people don't know this but within the EU for cosmetics beauty you can't actually test on animals Mm -hmm. and the reasoning is that we have like a hundred odd years worth of scientific information about different ingredients and what they do and how to put them together we have a wealth of knowledge that Mm. we no longer need to test these these compounds and things on animals for cosmetics vanity purposes only yeah so within the eu it's it's outlawed in a sense and Mm. we say that you can't do it the thing is when it cruelty free crump crumbs in (laughs) and it comes in regarding beauty is that brands that operate in certain markets are required to test on animals so like I think China actually says you have to test on animals to make so that we know if it's safe enough you know for human consumption so it's I guess a choice for a brand to be like okay we're just not going to sell there so that we can retain a level of respect in our other markets or retain this kind of selling point Mm -hmm. um i say all that to say that in terms of beauty just speaking for the eu i think in america i think i don't know if they have that same sort of law but it's it's easy for the beauty industry to just not be part of that because it's been regulated yeah and there's laws in place to say like and this I, is what we can do but with fashion there's more it, factories for beauty in the eu as well like mm. I, I, from what i understand like beauty and cosmetics does maybe get made like mm-hmm. more in europe than sort of clothing um yeah but i mean even when we look at brands that tout being handmade especially like leather goods so we talk about like emma's bags or we talk about i think lvmh bought a few factories in italy tanning um batteries not long ago i mean the price at which they sell their products doesn't exactly mean that they can't afford to manufacture within europe or places that i mean don't get me wrong you can still manufacture in europe and still exploit people 
but yeah i know what you mean because they're they're manufacturing all over it's hard for any one government to regulate them but maybe their needs i mean we've touched on this before it's mm. it's it's like if particular governments overseas don't you know actually enforce the laws. Well, they turn the a laws, blind then... eye because isn't it like mm. after the Bangladesh factory thing, there's been laws in place as to like mm. health and safety regulations. But I think as we talked in our fast fashion episode, like some people turn a blind eye to that. Yeah, like, exactly. You, you can't like, I mean, the not to be political, the US mm. is a large enough country to govern like, you know, mm. you can't govern the entire world with regulations, I guess. Or maybe it's like they just have on their website. You know how in the EU now we have like a the gender pay gap that has to be um, yeah I, every yeah. year has to be um, kind of put out there. And then there's also the modern day slavery one. Maybe it's the fact of like them saying eighty percent of our garments are made blah 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 blah. And I don't know. I, they don't obviously don't want to give away how much they're paying to manufacture yeah. each item, but maybe there's a way around it for them to like make a, a declaration every year. Yeah. Cause I think that's the difference with beauty is that it's, it's on, it's on the bottle. It's, it's all got to be on the bottle. We've got to know what's gone into it. We've got to know. Um, I mean, we don't know who's making it. No, that's so. true. But let, just if, just from an eco standpoint it, mm. it's it's helping and yeah. like because the carbon footprint and all this sort of carbon neutral stuff like yeah fashion fa- fast more. fashion just can't buy into that right now i don't know yeah, yeah. I, th- I think more companies could definitely do more to make sure like you know our materials are made from 90 percent recycled fabrics like yeah you know, we could do so much better in terms of recycling fabrics yeah, for sure, for mm. sure. What was your fashion story? Well, my one was just a bit of like a reminder to people. More, that's like a less of a story. My sister actually shout out to my sister. Um, <laughs> she actually showed me this article. I'm a little bit late on reporting it, but it's just so like it just reminds you of how some people's perception of beauty is just so stupid so anyway let me just get into the story really quickly um kiko you know kiko milano the um beauty (laughs) we're talking about beauty again the like italian cosmetics brand they had a campaign and they obviously reached out to a modeling casting agency and in this email that was sent to um you know, Nylon, like the online publication. Mm-hmm. Um, in this email, they were saying, this is the sort of model we're looking for for this campaign. And in a number of occasions in this email, and once in particular, it was in capital letters. Oh it was gosh. like, no ethnics, no ethnics, no ethnics <laughs> in this email. They were adamant wow. that they were not going to have ethnics in this. And you might think maybe their campaign is like 
we inspired by nail shades <laughs> yeah or it's inspired by the romanovs so they have to have russian looking women or something no 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 no. <laughs> no it's not because and this is the the reminder to people that when we talk about diversity this is what we mean like in part of the email they go quote universal beauty not ethnic so it's the equation between someone being desirable internationally but just not being anything other than white and when you consider that most of the world's population is not white it's ridiculous to think that you cannot be desirable to if you're indian if you are i don't know um Middle Eastern, Mediterranean, Australian, or, you know, or African, or part of any... A little something, a little something, a a little little cocktail. You know, exactly. (laughs) That you cannot be understood or perceived as beautiful. I mean, the wildest (laughs) thing is, if you're a beauty company, it's actually arguably more important to show that you can cater for diversity because lord knows there's enough foundation for white people out there and beauty products so why don't you like reiterate to like you said the majority of the world is not white why don't you reiterate your message that you have found the right contour shade for someone with a Mm. darker skin tone or with an Asian skin tone or whatever it might be Mm. like that you've done that rather than catering to what is oversaturated. Yeah. 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 And also like, I mean, I I could go on and on about foundation shades and just how (laughs) it's ridiculous. I think for so long that beauty companies have got away with pushing, um, Uh, this narrow sense of beauty because i mean it's been pushed on the world's population for centuries um but right now it's it's just ridiculous really and it's just this is just a reminder for people that this is what we talk about when yeah so kiko i mean thank god that people know about this now because there are so many like smaller up-and-coming brands Mm. that are you know really breaking the mold and doing great things and you know they should have some of the market share let's not buy kiko or buy you know yeah, that's something crazy. else i guess the the main difficult thing is that the perception of beauty is different in every country so like here loads of people want to like fake tan potentially to like mm. look like they've been on holiday or they feel nicer that way like it over in like sort of china japan paler skin is more beautiful and actually in like the middle east and lots of places paler skin is more beautiful mm. so it's sort of i get that in some regard that there's a difficulty but you can still represent races and stuff like that like i saw a dior beauty campaign mm. the other day on um instagram and it had a black girl, it had Bella Hadid, it had like an Asian girl, like a, um, and then um, another white girl. Mm. But they had made the Asian girl look so pale that she just looked like, it looked like a black girl and three white girls. 
And I was like, why wouldn't you just embrace like, yeah, or like, why have you got basically like three of the exact same skin tone? Like you've probably used the same foundation shade on all of them. And Mm. then like one black girl, like that doesn't count. It like, oh I don't know yeah I just think like there's a diversity lack sometimes of just yeah I think that sometimes beauty companies feel like they not in the case of Kiko you know um Mm -hmm. but they because lighter skin is kind of widely seen as more desirable in parts of Asia that they want to play into it enough to be a product that people want to buy into but then have like an olive toned white person, you know, on the campaign. like then, then, you know what I mean? then choose like an olive toned white girl or like, or have like a Mediterranean yeah, but that's looking not person. white enough. No, but like if mm. they want to have the Asian person looking white, mm. like then let's not have two like ghostly white girls as well. That's on true. It. Like, yeah, that's the point. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're going anyway, down like we a rabbit hole. About... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We interrupt this broadcast to remind you go follow us on Instagram, starloversubstancepod, shoot us an email, starloversubstancepeak at gmail.com, find us on YouTube, find us on Twitter. We've got all the links on our Instagram. You know what to do. This week we have got a mim story time. Yeah. Yeah, this this story time actually takes me back a while. Um and it's like this is gonna sound weird, but it's about kinks and shopping. Okay. And I, yeah, it's a bit of a weird one. So years ago, mm. I used to work Miranda always sets the scene really well. I used to work in a lingerie store mm-hmm. and you know I've spoken about lingerie stories in the past before because they just produce the best content like working in a lingerie store is is wild sometimes just by the the sorts of people who come in and the brand that I worked for as well was very much about the kink and mm-hmm. kind of this old school burlesque vibe so I guess it attracted people who wanted to buy into that image but weren't like actually hardcore bdsm or like r- some real sexy people you know so would they come into the store quite sheepish a few people would you have like a whole range of the sheepish coming in head down to the merchandise and then the person who's there like yeah i just like love my body and want to show it yeah. off so yeah <laughs> Um, so it, our customers really did run the gamut, to be honest. Anyway, so yeah, I just have like a few tales of some exceptionally like funny or like kinky kind of. Amazing. Yeah. So first one, I remember it was like the evening. So in the summer months, the store used to open until, God, I think it was like 12 a.m. 
because it was located like on the seafront so there was I was gonna say this is this is when you were abroad right this is when I was in Spain Mm -hmm. and the location of the store was on the seafront so there were always like tourists who were having dinner going out for drinks and obviously when people drink that's like the ripe moment to get their money (laughs) (laughs) so yeah it was quite late and there were loads of people in the store though there was okay not loads but there were a few customers for the time exactly for england this would be unusual Mm -hmm. but shout out to any of you who's like lived and worked abroad to be out late when it's hot is obviously really normal so this guy comes in the store and he is i can just remember he was like dressed in heels and things you know okay sass yeah yeah um i can't remember what he was wearing and apologies if you know he doesn't identify as a he but you know sake of me giving you yeah the context the context yeah so he came in and he was kind of sheepish actually i remember and i didn't serve him my colleague approached him and served him but he was like walking around and just like seeing what we had um but again not trying to draw attention to Mm -hmm. himself yeah anyway she approaches him and in a really like low voice and like calm and secretive he was referring to someone else who wasn't actually in the shop and it was his master so the master or my master um would like something with leather and lace and he was like describing all the things that his master like i don't know if this person existed or it was actually like a submissive dominant relationship Mm -hmm. that he actually had and his master just happened to be elsewhere at the moment but he was describing to my colleague in a low voice all the aspects that this like bra knickers and suspender set needed oh my gosh surely the my master thing only provides king around the shop looking at the displays like if you're together so yeah surely like the my master thing only provides kink when you're together Mm. see i think so but at the same time sub like you said some real submissive relationship yeah exactly so now maybe people are gonna start like contacting us about that's like, not how it works yeah. but we don't I know think, yeah we, we don't like, we don't know dude i'm i'm like chalk i'm boring as hell like <laughs> uh, i haven't got a master so yeah <laughs> i don't I, know how that works <laughs> i think people appreciate being dominated over Mm-hmm. And so maybe that's what this customer was enjoying the thrill of. Yeah, for sure. And maybe he come in with his master's card. Maybe he wasn't even paying for it. Mm. And so there was an element, or maybe he was forced to pay. For it. it was interesting because it was not just like, you know, I do BDSM and I have this submissive dominant relationship and this is what we do and I'm here to look for something. 
the person was role-playing in the store without the other person and like you said there may not have been and maybe that was their thrill yeah look like that and have this risky experience inside the store um and are you taught what to do in that situation in the shop I think the risk is part of the thrill, which reminds me of something else, actually. But at the moment, I'm watching The Haunting of Bly Manor or something. It's called something like that on Netflix. And there's a little girl and she sees like... (laughs) When people come in pretending to, you know, to be referring to someone else, it's a bit haunting. Mm. So yeah, I just remember that. Yeah, like don't go shopping to get turned on at the same time yeah I mean it's a it's a tricky one because the nature of the products in the store are to like cater for everyone's like adventurous sides or loads of things but yeah there's there's something kind of like there's also someone serving you and (laughs) and like and they're not in on this and that's like a bit unlike I don't know. I don't no, know how. I don't know how. I probably would just be like gobsmacked. Like if someone spoke to me like that, I just kind of probably like be stunned a little and just kind of yeah. My customer face would probably drop a little bit. I probably wouldn't be like yeah sure. And how many like I don't think I'd have that sort of like. I yeah, just you, like yeah, I'll get that. You'd have okay. to be super professional. Yeah. yeah. So my colleague was just like okay. Okay. She was like doing that. Yeah, imitating his voice. (laughs) Okay, I can get that for you. And she would just like scurry off or like pull things out of the drawer and like grab stuff from the back. And because obviously you're thinking, I'm going to bag a sale, like a Mm. good one. Um, And did he he purchase? Yeah. I think so. From what I remember, this was like, this was a good number of years ago, but I am pretty sure he did get some stuff. And I hope his master is happy. Uh, hey had a whale of a time a wild but that reminds <laughs> yeah that reminds me of what you were saying of like there's a limit to what you should be doing in store because that guy he was just talking you know yeah. he wasn't actually inappropriate or said anything explicit mm-hmm. um it was just kind of like unusual for a lot of people you weren't expecting it you caught off your guard a little bit like you said yeah nothing offensive you and like also what he's saying doesn't affect anybody other than himself yeah exactly but there are couples cheeky and you know who you are who (laughs) so like the woman will come in the store with her husband or a boyfriend or whatever and they and the husband would be like oh I like that like that and you're like yeah cool it's beautiful yeah I'll get her size and whatever she goes into the fitting room you help her with whatever she needs Mm -hmm. and then you obviously like give the customer time to kind of like assess it in private themselves or we'd be like oh do you want to come in the fitting room and have a look sir to the guy who's with her (laughs) (laughs) yeah all of that so they on a number of occasions would go in the change room and you'd give them their space um but sometimes they were like trying it on a bit too much and you're like I need to 
break this up somehow what as in they're having some some physical moments they're yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Oh. or they're getting a bit too excited oh my god and you're thinking i bloody hope she kept her knickers on while she got in that <laughs> <laughs> or like you don't want any like panky panky in the in the fitting room so you'd have to be like would you like any help in there like or that sounds weird (laughs) hold on hold on the wording of that was wrong (laughs) (laughs) do you need another size like (laughs) yeah um is everything okay i mean that's a bit more like yeah what the fuck are you doing guys yeah um yeah, you don't say, do you need a third person? <laughs> <laughs> We're not that kind of store. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, so you would try and get their attention. Uh, and most people get sheepish enough for the guy to actually leave soon after. Um, so yeah, that used to happen and that is more like now when they leave, if they don't buy stuff, because this used to happen as well, yeah. if they don't buy it, I've got to go and pick this shit up off the the, <laughs> the hook or the hanger or the floor the even. Floor, yeah. Oh, yeah. And so also that's, that's like, I think that's, I don't know, it's really hard because you obviously can't force people to buy things. But there's got to be a level of decorum of like, if that's good enough, and like we've mentioned it before, it's a like this is a premium labor you're talking about. Mm. You know you're not going in there and like it's gonna be an expensive item if you're trying it on. So you know what you're like walking into. So don't get some hanky panky or get mm. frisky or like turn your husband on or your significant other and then like that's done it and you guys are in the mood and you can just leave like it's not that kind of a store go to one yeah (laughs) yeah and also i should have i should have also mentioned that say if you were a couple like either we knew you as clients and we knew that you were big spenders Mm. or we were trying to like romance you into buying stuff we would pull out the prosecco Mm. so if it was like a couple we would like pour a glass for them each and then the couples with special st- occasion yeah brits are the worst actually don't trust a brit on holiday in a fancy store but start feeling special or feeling like as you said a special occasion or you know getting in the mood you know a couple glasses of prosecco some lingerie um and then they just like hop to their hotel no i'm not here to like help you in foreplay it's a bit aphrodisiac yeah (laughs) yeah oh god so that is something that happens okay so another story is this guy i don't know what country he came from or anything like that but i can't remember if he i think he came in with another woman now we couldn't tell if this was someone's wife someone's girl like a sex worker maybe they just met that so he walks into the store yeah and he's like adamant like positively adamant that he has bought from us this 18 karat gold dildo (laughs) and like we don't know where he's getting this from because we don't sell anything like that like we sell gold plated handcuffs and like chokers and like 
tassels and like whips and things like that but listen it's nothing hardcore so we're like mm, no you're mistaken sir like we don't sell anything like that the brand doesn't anyway he is positive and like adamant that we it, it was mad but listen shout out if you own something like that is that a thing <laughs> just makes me think like how the other half live do you know what i mean mm, so yeah that was another guy i know so anyway, that was um, all the stories that are like particularly kinky that, yeah, spring to mind. Oh, God. Amazing. But definitely the worst is like the couples who used to go into the changing room together. And I feel yeah. like I've heard you say before as well that like they would just be kind of saying sort of like filthy stuff to each other in the shop or like getting a bit excited and a bit like, you yep. kind of hear it going on and you're kind of like guys like I know I know it's a lingerie shop but like I'm I'm also not here with my partner I'm I'm, I'm serving you like <laughs> you can you can hold your frisk till you get out the door yeah exactly there is a really fine line when you work in the store and your uniform is a certain way it's mm-hmm. a bit more revealing the most uniforms or like the image that we project about the store and the brand is a certain way and actually demanding respect in the store for the people who work there and for like the other customers but for people who don't shop there regularly are the ones who kind of interpret it the wrong way yeah get a bit overexcited um but a most people were just like <laughs> funny and a bit like a whale of a time. Some people were dodgy, but yeah, just those are my uh, kink stories. Oh la la, kink kink. Mm. You were fab. <laughs> Love a bit of kink. Yeah. Have you ever had an? Ex- I mean, yeah. Have you ever had an experience like that? Like as an accessories designer being asked to design something that was out of the ordinary or any requests that people were trying to put through? Cause you used to do customer requests as well, didn't you? To some extent. Yeah. But I don't, none of them were of like um, that kind of nature. It would more be trying to make sure they weren't like garish or off brand it was it was much less so like kinky or whatever um yeah it was much more sort of like gowns like custom gowns that the department did and i kind of did the accessories and sadly none of those were like nipple tassels or anything like that mm. so <laughs> oh but i've always tassel. be fascinated by lawn- <laughs> like lingerie i think like there was definitely a point where I was quite interested in going into designing it Mm -hmm. but it's just it's very niche and I kind of Mm -hmm. didn't didn't know where that would really take me but I I find it really interesting it's a whole different like ball game of totally different mix of fabrics I mean obviously boobs are boobs but like you can create different Mm. shapes with bras depending on the way the seams are um if they're padded or not padded like there's all that kind of a thing um and being somebody who struggles to find bras in like regular shops and it's it's definitely like a subculture 
you can get sucked in to the whole world of lingerie mm. we worked there some of the stuff i just found normal yeah. like an uber is a knicker that has a hole in it you know mm. i was just like yeah this is like everyone needs one what are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think things like that just yeah, become like thick, every thick. day I think that happens in sort of any job you kind of accustom yourself to whatever the environment is and like I guess whether it's that then mm. you're like you're less prudish towards that stuff it can't be a bad thing like um and all of that stuff but yeah I, I I'm a big fan of um fun lingerie I think it's a really fun market um and i feel like Mm. there's so much like there's like big names in it but there's so much room like and it's quite easy to celebrate sort of more independent shops as well um yeah that's true actually i sadly never had to design anything like that but you never say never maybe maybe my your time will come maybe i'll i'll branch out into into lingerie who knows Mm. (laughs) (laughs) oh that is um what episode 17 something like that 17 yeah thanks for listening for another week guys thanks for the support and the love remember to rate us on apple podcasts and wherever you're listening to us right now five star reviews um email us with any of your stories as well we'd love to read them out during our story time weeks and as always i've been them i've been scarlet have a good week guys bye Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.